Hey everybody, it's Catherine from Chakras and Cuss Words Podcast, and today's episode is on the birth chart of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. We're going to see if these two have a cosmic alignment that is meant to last forever. <laughs> or definitely look at this industry and um, the area of connection between these two. So I would say that we probably started noticing that Taylor Swift had a new bow, a new boo, a new boo thing, probably around um, the first Chiefs game is when we really noticed their connection. She was seen going to the games and the fans went crazy. There was a lot of speculation if they were dating, if they were just friends, but what is going on? It is quite apparent that these two have a relationship together and that they are actually in a relationship. Um, Taylor Swift has been seen at the games multiple times. Travis Kelsey has been seen with Taylor Swift uh, multiple times, holding hands, kissing, showing lots of love. So for those who don't know who Taylor Swift is, I'm like appalled. Um, Taylor Swift is an amazing singer and songwriter. She has been um, all over the area of pop culture and also, you know, she has many Grammys and she's very talented. Um, she has a group of fan base known as the Swifties and she is just basically a three times multi-platinum um, artist. Uh, New York Times has described Taylor Swift as one of the pop, one of pop's finest songwriters. She usually started out, I guess you could say more in the country genre, um, she has that narrative of being a sweet, wholesome girl. Um, she moved to Nashville when she was at the age of 14 to pursue her career. Um, she's been, you know, very famous for all of her songs. And um, I believe one of her crossover singles was Love Story and You Belong With Me, which was her Fearless album that actually became a best-selling album um, back into um, 2009 in the U.S. She won multiple Grammys. I think a total of four Grammys for that album. She did have some areas where she had to re-record her um, songs because of her label company and she wasn't receiving the revenues for it. So many people see um, Taylor as a feminist. She spoke out about a lot of uh, equality that wasn't happening with definitely with women, but also with um, um, songwriters and musicians in this genre. And just, I guess you could say as a whole, you know, Prince has spoke out about the manipulation of the music industry and how they haven't received proper revenue. Um, Taylor Swift is known to be one of the hundred most powerful women. She actually got that title back in 2015. And I'll be honest, um, Taylor Swift continues to show how powerful she is with her recent tour. It like sold out. She actually did um, talk about how she felt it was unfair that so many of the ticket scalpers were paying all these um, prices and her fans weren't able to get um, 
get the tickets and I think it actually went to court. Taylor Swift is also basically known for being very connected with her fans. Like I said, she has this strong Swifty fan base. And when it was noted that she was dating Travis Kelsey, her fans went cuckoo bananas and they started buying his jerseys and they basically began to show so much love to um, Travis and Taylor by just showing all this support. So let's look at Taylor Swift's birth chart. So first of all, Taylor Swift was born December 13th, 1989. We do have a birth time on her. She is at 5.17 a.m. and she was born in Pennsylvania in a small town called Reading. Reading. So for her major planets, she has a sun in Sagittarius, she has a moon in Cancer, and she is a Scorpio rising. Uh, One of the things that I want to say about Sagittarius is, is I feel like as a Sagittarius, this energy of this strong, mutable fire, this shows a lot of optimistic placement. She's very high thinking. She has a lot of association with freedom and being very brave and standing up to like record companies and standing up for what it is that she knows is right versus what it is is, you know, wrong. Um, She has a blunt manner about her, but she's also able to show that she has that area that also feels very pure and very innocent and she doesn't come off too blunt but she comes off strong enough where she's able to communicate her point um another thing that's interesting is that this energy is surrounded by her first house so we really see that energy of the sagittarius coming through where she proposes that strength she proposes that fire she proposes that integrity and she continues to live with it um the moon in cancer in her eighth house at one degree lets me know that she has a strong intuitive approach. She's very centered around her intuition. She's centered around good habits. Um, People might see her as moody, maybe a little bit as a diva, but not too much that um, feels like the fans can't connect with her because her fans ultimately do connect with her. With her emotional space, I do feel that she has that strong like intuition. She probably has a little bit of a psychic connection um, with her and the cosmos. And I would say in her last album, she was talking about like manifesting and she was talking about like crystals and everybody was like, who is this girl? Who is this Taylor girl? Right. It just felt a little bit more, as one might say, a little bit more witchy, a little bit more emotionally vulnerable, kind of like maybe she healed her witch's wound. Maybe she started to open up that area where she was going to show a lot of people who she is. When I think about a moon in cancer, this lets me know that she is very centered in her feminine state. She is also very centered in that area of having children, having a family, having that energy of the partner, the marriage, the kids. Like that is something that she probably um, has on her to-do list. Like I don't see Taylor as being one of those people who's like absolutely no, I don't want to get married. Like she wants that life. Um, and I believe that she also has a strong area of protection and devotion around the family 
unit and around um, her family. And sometimes, you know, as somebody who has a emotional energy in the moon sign, especially like cancer, um, sometimes maybe her awareness might also feel like heightened. So it might also feel like a little bit of paranoia. And that's, you know, that's just sometimes the way it is. So with her Mercury, she has her Mercury in her second house and it's actually in Capricorn. So this is really centered around her area of finances, her energy of the material objects, her energy of money, her energy of her career communication. And obviously she's an amazing singer and songwriter. So we see that, we see that energy really coming through, really coming through with people and um, this is how she was able to develop her career. She is open-minded and she's able to create that energy where she continues to collect and receive all the good things. It's interesting how her Mercury in Capricorn is actually in eight degrees, which lets me know that this is like really an infinitive process for her. This is like the ground is really, in all honesty, like, girl, this is where you're supposed to be this is what you're supposed to do. Um, you know, we just talked about Mercury and how we see a lot of songwriters, a lot of musicians in that Mercury, um, element. And with the Mercury being in the second house, this lets me know that this energy is all about her abundance. This energy is all about her career and her energy of leadership as it is centered with, um, Capricorn. So I think for the most part, she's very talented, um, and she deals with, that, that place of obstacles quite well. Um, you know, some women might've just not been so strong-minded and vocal about the unfairness with her money and her royalties, but she knows that she deserves this. She knows that she should be receiving this, um, this energy. She should be receiving it, um, towards her career, like the throat chakra and that energy of the mind and that energy. Whenever I see Mercury, I think of the mind, um, the analyzation of the career, the analyzation of the communication and how it's able to open up all the way. And then also I think of the throat chakra and I also think of the crown chakra. So she's using those two energies quite well, especially in her career space. I think Taylor will be a legend. Um, (laughs) You know, she's already a legend now. Um, But yeah, I think she will have legendary status for a very long time. Also, another thing that stands out to me, um, about Taylor Swift is she has a, um, life path number of seven. If we are going to look at the numerology and the sevens are known as the teacher sign. They're also known as being very wise, um, being centered around that area of research of that energy of, um, giving to the collective. And most people feel that Taylor gives to her collective quite well. Um, Taylor Swift also has her Venus in her third house and it is in Aquarius and it is at one degree. And when we look at the third house, let's look at that energy of what does a third house represent to most people, right? What does the third house really resemble? of that energy of the openness of the general 
the general personal relationships that we see in music, we see in poetry, we see in socialization. This is the energy that we would traditionally see maybe Mercury represent, but then we have it with a Venus in Aquarius. So this lets me know that it's more on a collective circle. She has a strong relationship with her collective. She also has that musical talent. Um, you know, Aquariuses are known for being, um, a little bit rebellious as they are ruled by Uranus. So they have that energy that feels very rebellious. They have that energy that feels very spiritual. Society sees it. Society likes it. Um, she has that, that talent about her that feels cosmic and feels aligned. And it also feels very here home based with the collective, but it also feels very like out of this world. And for Taylor, I feel like the Venus in the third house represents that energy of almost like a higher state of a higher dimension. Like I, you know, there's a lot of talk like did, was Taylor like a re-karmic energy of some, I don't know, some witchy chick back in the the um, 70s or some. And there is like this karmic alignment of being very outspoken and also being very um, entertaining and being very combined to the talent of the individual, of the collective, of the relationship with the collective. And I also feel that when Taylor meets the one, the one that she marries and she settles down with, um, she's going to have a strong, strong connection. Um, I don't see Taylor getting married and just like calling it quits in six months. I mean, I don't think anybody wants that. And as a celebrity that sometimes happens, we've seen, you know, celebrities, um, for whatever reason, their relationship, doesn't work out. Um, and I do think that with Taylor, like how could somebody like Taylor date? Because that publicity, that PR, that, uh, representation is always going to be there. Like, it's not something that you can just like live and learn, um, in peace as we've seen with her past relationships, but it is something that's going to always constantly be under the microscope, right? Um, one of the things that stands out to me is she does have that rising energy of the Mars in the first house in Scorpio. And when we look at her energy of the Scorpio being her rising sign and the, the area of the secrets, the area of feeling a little bit aggressive, and sometimes she might even feel like a little bit threatened. And I think she's able to show her passion, her intense area. Um, but she's also able to acknowledge that um, when she feels threatened, she retreats. And she does that quite well. Um, I do think she has a spicy part about her and she can be very assertive and she could also be very strong-willed and she could be a little bit um, stubborn. And, you know, we might not see it, um, but I'm sure others do and the others close to her do. Uh, one of the things that also is she wants to be powerful, but she also wants to be the, the woman. Like she wants to have a man who makes her feel um, a little bit more um, 
docile, a little bit more quiet and soft-spoken, a little bit more centered where she doesn't have to use all her aggressive and um, masculine energy, right? Because we have to remember she is a Sagittarius sun. So she does have that strong energy of the masculine, but she wants to feel that feminine. Um, and she wants to feel that area of the feminine. She also has a strong influence when we look at the Scorpio sign and it being aligned with Mars, it lets me know that she is very self-indulgent. So she might pick up some energies that feel kind of like a secret and, you know, she's not going to share with everybody, but you do you Taylor, go ahead, have that fun girl. <laughs> um, and Taylor Swift, when I look at her energy of, um, let's just say her energy of wealth, it's undeniable because she has a strong Capricorn stellium. So not only does she have her um, Mercury in Capricorn, but she also has her Saturn um, in Capricorn as well. And we have to remember that is in her um, that is in her energy of her second house. And also, this might be where her restrictions, her boundaries, might feel a little bit intense. Um, you know, she can feel like over overexcited when it comes to money and um, like. If she felt like somebody was using her for her money, she would definitely cut ties. I believe she would. Um, she has a Uranus, her Uranus in Capricorn as well. Um, so she's able to create that communication, especially with the social media that we've seen. Like she has her Swifties, um, that fan base with technology has really helped her as well. Um, I think if Taylor wasn't a, <laughs> I think if Taylor <laughs> wasn't a singer and a songwriter and a great performer, like what would Taylor be? Um, probably like a very successful business owner, um, maybe somewhere with socialization, maybe even a little bit like political. Um, I would also maybe see her as being somebody who had a lot of authority. Um, she understands the matrix. She understands the socialization. She would probably be a great teacher. Um, in all honesty, a professor, she would probably be absolutely brilliant in that. I also think that the Neptune in Capricorn lets us know that her energy of the dreams really feels strong. That energy of the sensual, of the impractical, like that non-conscious versus that conscious state really speaks in the aisle, the aisle, the idolization of what is real. She's able to take that energy and express it in a way that feels so whimsical and magical. Um, I feel like she has a lot of strong goals, like she still has strong goals. Um, and I think those goals are centered around a family. Um, I do feel like Taylor understands that her career has been very strong. Um, and she is kind of like a simple woman. She is a very simple woman. Um, even though she's powerful as fuck, <laughs> she has her Jupiter in cancer, which I believe 
in the eighth house, I believe that area of self-indulgent, of wanting the family, wanting the career, wanting it, um, that healer mystic approach for her, like she almost feels like, um, can she have it all? I personally think she can. Um, I, you know, hope she can. I feel like she has that strong nature. Like I feel like when Taylor grows older, I can see her almost like a Stevie Nicks, right? I can see her like turning from a, this country singer to like this old witchy woman (laughs) and just like living happy with her kids, her grandchildren. I don't think Stevie Nicks, I can't remember. I don't think she had kids. So either she's going to live like with her cats and her dogs and like, um, you know, still go on tours. But um, I just see that energy of her or she's going to be like um, having it all. And she's going to understand that she can. Um, She's very she's she's very high minded when it comes to this. And she probably almost feels like she's being a little bit greedy for wanting it all. But the Jupiter and Cancer lets me know that it's very tied in to an emotional base with her. And it's funny because this is in that area of a seven degree. She is a life path number of seven. So maybe she's meant to guide her lineage right? Like, could you imagine if Taylor had a baby? Like, that baby would probably be enormous, I can't even say it, like enormously, grossly, like followed. <laughs> like, if Taylor wanted, you know, to put her kid out there, which I don't know if she would, like, I don't know if she would do the whole Kim Kardashian, you know, thing, but she, you know, that kid would be, oh my God, America would love that baby. <laughs> um, she has the Pluto and Cap, um, sorry, she has the Pluto and Scorpio and it's in her 12th house. This lets me know that she has that energy of the higher placements. She has that crown chakra, that third chakra of, um, the, of the solar plex, of the third eye, of that energy being completely tapped in. That sacral is very passionate based. Um, She might have a time where in her life, she does have a lot of obstacles that makes her feel confused. We aren't seeing them right now, but it could have already been that area of the um, relationship with the money, with the with the um what do you call that those people the the record label or it could be in her area of intimacy in her area of relationships um with her home life with that energy of um her higher self I do feel like Taylor has a little bit of a spiritual battle brewing in her um like I said she has that that wholesome that wholesome um, part about her, but she also feels a little bit tied into the dark energy, you know, that dark feminine. She wants to explore it. Baby girl, have some fun. Um, The Chiron in Cancer in the eighth house lets me know that she possibly um, has been wounded, you know, um, maybe through... um, through the areas of the feminine, if that could have been not taking, 
um, what she not receiving what she deserved in the area of, um, of the record labels. Like, I feel like, you know, she definitely maybe was abused or put in situations that felt very uncomfortable for her. Um, she also could have close people who have been hurtful to her. And also she's felt a lot of pain in that energy. And it's been a very emotional roller coaster for her or some of the journeys of the intimacy just have not happened yet. But, um, there is some energy that might feel a little bit, um, hurtful. And we'll get into that, especially as we look at the relationship of her and Travis. Whew, honey, but Taylor girl, you know, I absolutely wish you the best in your journey of finding love and doing all that. So let's look at the chart of Travis Kelsey. So Travis Kelsey, we don't know his, um, his actual time of birth. So we're going off of the, um, the sun rising. So we have a Libra sun and we have a, um, so we have a little bit of a conflict because we have a Libra sun and we have a Sagittarius moon. Of course, we don't know the time of the birth. So right off that moon connection with Taylor being a Sagittarius sun, I personally like that. The fact that he, his moon is a representation of her. Um, when I see Libra suns and a Sagittarius sun together, I personally like that connection. I like the connection with the fact that Taylor's the woman as the Sagittarius versus the Sagittarius being a male. And he is the Libra as a male and that energy of balance because Taylor could feel very, um, you know, the Sagittarius, they're kind of out on this expansion, this journey where with a man, it might make the woman resentful because maybe the man has a hard time, um, has a hard time. What is it? Committing, (laughs) um, and having full devotion, if it was a male Sagittarius versus a Libra sun, but the sun being in his energy of the first house with the Libra, with it being a man and the woman being the Sagittarius. I like that. Um, I also like the fact that, um, but you know, every Zodiac is different and male, female, it all transitions. However, the chart kind of plays out and how the connection plays out, right? Especially with the chakras and the energy. So one of the things that I want to say about him is he's very initiative. He, um, he knows what he likes. He likes what he likes and he's out for it. Um, he's a strong leader. Um, he is a strong individual. He has a good sense about him where he balances it out pretty quite nicely. He also has that energy of independence, that energy of insight. Um, the moon in Sagittarius in the third house, 
lets me know they have a strong connection. They have that strong energy of, you know, I feel like he wants that social energy. He wants that root energy. Um, Does he want children as well? Strong possibility, strong, high possibility that he is in that space of like he can commit to, he can, um, you know, share a life that Taylor wants. Um, and he has that energy of that emotional base of the Sagittarius of the area of expansion, feeling brave. Like he, like he is like that husband that I think will allow Taylor to feel, um, in that space that feels very, um, equal and also lets her have that soft feminine era, that soft feminine that she, holds and that also she wants to be in because we have to remember that you know she's extremely powerful she's extremely um mindful how strong she is and when we see that energy of the third house that's a lot of socialization that's a lot of area of peers and communication that's also like that energy of giving back to the social circles. Um, I feel like the communication with them is probably very strong and it's very centered around like, what is it that she and him can hold together? Um, and people are looking at them too. Like we can't deny that there's a lot of people looking at them as a whole, looking at them as a, um, center of, um, being together. So I just popped out another chart. So that's why you guys heard that being that I wanted to look at. We are going to definitely look at their charts together and how it looks together. But for those who don't know, Travis is also a um, Mercury in Virgo. Uh, he has the Venus in Scorpio, which with that being in his second house, um, and we have to remember that that energy of it being in his second house feels very passionate, feels very relationship-based. And it also feels like there is a lot of exchange Um I do feel that he is probably a little bit smitten by how powerful Taylor is. Um, and I think that he could probably, you know, he, he might as an individual with that energy of, you know, because like, let's be honest, Taylor's going to be the breadwinner, um, of this relationship. Some men do absolutely fine with that. Um, but some men, it can be a conflict if he isn't the one who's feeling like he is the protector, he is the supporter. Um, he is able to give that. And with it being in, um, Scorpio lets me know that this might actually be living in like his deep, dark emotions, um, where maybe he doesn't express it. Right. Um, his emotions are strong and he's like that person who doesn't forgive easy and, um, he might hold a little bit of resentment. The Mars and Libra in the 12th house 
lets me know that he can be very, um, um, he can be a little bit overly like thinking that when he's right, he's right. Right. You know, but he does have that balance energy, but he does have that strong energy. Um, he's able to pursue people in certain ways. He, he's able to get his own way. Um, he's spontaneous, um, but he does have that individual side about him. That makes me kind of feel like a little bit of an ego showing through with this Mars and Libra. Um, the physical energy, he's very strong. He's very um, big, intimidating, um, but he does have a softer side to him, but he can definitely get in his emotions, his emotions of like wanting to be right and fair treatment. And how can he make, um, the other person see his side? Like, I feel like when there's a conflict, it's usually around like partnerships. It's also usually around, um, the energy of disputes and, um, you know, we believe this energy to be around the 12th house. We don't really know his full, um, his full chart, so to say, because we didn't know his birth time. He does have a, um, Jupiter in cancer. So that is believed to be in that space that feels very divine in areas of freedom, expansion, and around the emotional house, um, around that energy of feeling a space towards him. And what's interesting about Jupiter being in cancer with him, um, is possibly it could be in the area of the ninth house. It could be in that metaphysical space. I feel like his, um, intuition is strong. Um, he likes a lot of adventure. Like he's emotionally attached to adventure. He's emotionally attached to people who like to do more, be more and haul that energy. Another thing that's interesting is uh, since they were basically born around this uh, same year, they have the Saturn and Capricorn together and they have the Uranus in Capricorn and the Neptune in Capricorn. So they both have that element that feels very strong about um, career and his career is very important to him. Um, you know, he probably enjoys the whole getting hyped up by the Swifties and the fact that anytime Taylor's at a football game, they're now talking about Taylor Swift. Um, he probably enjoys it now. Um, I don't know how he will feel like seven years from now with that. He is a, um, he is a life path number of six. So I do like the fact that they are kind of close together, um, in that energy of the higher chakras, the higher element of a Libra being an air sign and also a Sagittarius being a fire sign. I do like that, but I can also see how those two elements can feel very volatile together. He too has a Pluto in Scorpio and for a man having a Pluto in Scorpio, <sighs> there's some areas of that power of possession of the journey of, um, secrets, the energy of, um, he possibly, I feel like he could be one of those people who isolates himself, um, from others and he can get really in his feelings. Um, 
And I think that he likes to change in areas of sexual intimacy, like being a one woman man, um, might be a little bit difficult for him. His energy around Chiron with the wounded healer in cancer lets me know that there's some energy where possibly, you know, the feminine may have hurt him. Um, is he still holding on to that baggage? That's a good question. Has he let go of it? That's a good question, right? Um, is Taylor going to hurt him? That's a good question. Is he going to hurt Taylor? That's a good question. Um, I definitely don't know how I feel about the Chiron and cancer, um, together. It could be for him, some areas of baggage back when he was, um, younger as a child, um, the struggles that he had, I believe he has a brother too. So, um, let's look at their charts combined and see what we think of these two as a connection. So when I look at them together, um, overall, I feel that there is a lot of long-term stability. And for those who are asking, I am looking at through it, through the time passage. That is one of my favorite um, software apps to use. Um, home and family, I think is the ultimate goal for Taylor. Um, communication they have, the money thing I think is going to throw them off. They do have a strong connection together. Um, they do have that energy that feels aligned. Taylor's... Um, so what we have is Travis's son in the 11th house, which lets me know that the, the area of um, what's important and the energy of the power might have a little bit of um, conflict, but in all honesty, they do well together as a representation of, I would say, the brand of that commutative energy of um, the 11th house of the community, like her Swifties fucking love them together. Um, <laughs> which for Taylor is kind of a good sign. Could you imagine Taylor being with somebody that her Swifties did not like? Oh, that would be bad. Um, also the Travis's moon in Sagittarius is in Taylor's first house. Like I said, I like the moon signs that resemble each other. I like that feminine, um, masculine energy intertwining because especially with the moon ruling that space of him having the Sagittarius moon, the energy of the cancer, the moon rules that space where Taylor is a cancer moon. It feels, it feels warm. It feels inviting. It feels long lasting. It feels like there's an instant connection of the feminine and the personal. Um, I do like the Venus in the first house. Travis's Venus in Scorpio lays quite well with Taylor, with her Venus in Aquarius and it representing that first house, that energy of the rising sign of it becoming a romantic element of it becoming a relationship that feels ultimately like a relationship that could last in connection of uh, intimacy and also connection in a long, deep, meaningful relationship. It also feels like the two of the 
of the alliances of the Venus in Scorpio with the rising energy almost feels like Taylor can acknowledge him as part of her. And when you become a unit, when you become a unit with a person, there's that individual state, right? That we all have, but then there's also that unit. Like you become that energy together. And acknowledging that is sometimes very hard on the self image, right? Especially somebody as, as um, powerful, as talented, as Taylor, as successful as Taylor, that energy of becoming him, of becoming one with him. But I think this can actually happen. Um, I do like the Mars in Taylor's 11th house um, in Libra because I feel like there could be this fiery masculine energy that can balance her out and let her take in that feminine element because you know Taylor's known for being like this feminist and oh my god the girls love her and I feel like letting her take in that soft era where yes the feminine feels soft it doesn't have to feel like this high masculine energy um symbolizes a lot of maybe Taylor's goals like um I could imagine it might be very difficult for her to find a a partner um and sometimes when women are extremely masculine um it's hard it's it's very hard and um acknowledging that sometimes it's hard and you hear like men and this is what I cannot stand about men is men say like oh you saved her when you took her out of her masculine era Ugh, no fucker you didn't save anybody you just let her embrace her feminine softness because let's be honest when a woman has to be extremely strong um that's not necessarily a bad thing you know it's just who she is because of some of the trials and tribulations she had to go through some of her own interpersonal energy you didn't save anybody you just allowed them to calm down a bit, maybe not having to feel like there was a wall up. So I feel like that can work for them. The I do enjoy the Saturn in Taylor's um, Capricorn in the energy of the second house. There could be some boundaries that they have to definitely work through. Like I said, I do feel that he is that um, guy who it might be hard for him to settle down but maybe he's ready for that you know even though Taylor's very spicy and she's very beautiful and she's very talented we have to remember that doesn't matter (laughs) when there's a deficient energy no matter how spicy how beautiful the woman is no matter what the woman does until the man has leveled that out that doesn't matter And for him to be in the energy of dreams, like together, I think them together would do amazing for the brand of Taylor Swift um, and also for each other. Um, But there's definitely things they have to work on. And I think it's going to be a a battle of solar plexes (laughs) and sacrals. 
sacral chakras and solar plex chakras. <clears throat> the thing about him having the Pluto and it being in the Travis's Pluto in Scorpio is a resemblance of Taylor's 12th house. The intense passion is there. It's there, but it can also be a lot of karmic ties involved too. So that can either be a hidden area of secrets, intimacy, and beautiful lovemaking, or that could be an energy that could start to feel very dark and toxic. So, um, like I said, if they go through the boundaries, he understands Taylor's brand. He understands like Taylor can't be like with some fuck boy and be getting like cheated on. Like he can't be doing no Tristan Thompson shit, right? Like the Swifties will probably go after him so bad. And he understands like Taylor could never like take him back. I mean, maybe, but like the PR team would have to like clean that up. Like they couldn't do the open Jaden will relationship type shit. The Swifties ain't having that shit. <laughs> I'm just saying. So I definitely think there is a cosmic connection between them. Um, I hope them, I hope the best for them. Is this a love to last until infinity? Um, possibly, possibly, um, <laughs> or will they just break up in eight months? Right. Um, I think there's a strong tie between them. I think Taylor likes him. Um, some people felt like it was for publicity to keep, um, the eyes off of some of the other controversies that are going on, conspiracies going on, who knows? But I do like this connection together. Um, I hope they have fun um, if it's meant to be. But I do feel that Taylor is yearning for that home life balance. Um, let's see, like, you know, she's still young. Um, and she's very passionate. She likes the communication. You know, um, she has that energy of the, the partnerships. What was interesting when I looked, because he is a Libra, right? And when you look at that chart of them together, of the energy of it being aligned, right? You would hope that that placement of these two would work through the partnerships. Um, when you look at Taylor's chart as an individual, because in all honesty, you know, we don't know Travis's um, birth time. So that's kind of a little bit harder. But when you look at that Jupiter energy in the eighth house, you kind of wonder like, what is her area of expansion of, um, opportunity of that ultimate spiritual connection going to be with somebody. Um, it could be very self-indulgent and it could also be very centered around spacing. You know, it's interesting that Taylor doesn't have any strong like Libra placements, um, wherewith he is a son in Libra. So for me, that to, could be a little bit of a red flag um, that I would be a little bit more cautious with. Um, she doesn't have any planets in that Libra energy, which um, is interesting. One of her aspects that does stand out is 
the Mercury in opposition with the Jupiter. So that might make that expansion of the relationship, even though she is a good teacher, feel a little bit of a battle. Um, and the Pluto trine Chiron is an aspect that I think for her can stir her and whoever she is with, um, in kind of like a downward, a downward, um, roller coaster because she is very passionate. Um, and I do think that she had some energies with some trauma, you know, with some childhood, maybe early adult trauma, um, that maybe she hasn't quite healed. And then if she has a partner who has that same fucking trauma, it might just kind of come back up and it might, um, not really help the relationship. So that is something that I would hope that she worked on with, if her and him decide to continue, because I do think that he has some secrets about him. Um, and he does have a little bit of a hard time with commitment, which we've already seen in his past relationships, but you know, to each their own people learn love and, um, repair. So maybe he does, but I want to thank everybody for listening to this podcast and please remember to check out chakras and cuss words, astrology series, and, um, have an amazing day. Bye.